Aloha, y'all. Welcome to the Esports Futurai Ezine Podcast, where we chat it up with your favorite celebrities, influencers, local heroes, and people of all walks of life as we reveal the unexpected connection they have to the gaming industry. I'm your host, Chantelle Boucher. Well, hello, hello, and aloha, y'all. Miss Chantelle Boucher here, Managing Director and Editor-in-Chief of the Esports Future Eye magazine and everything else Esports Future Eye. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest, and some his family holds a very close place to a lot of people's hearts, but I don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Jackson family. Maybe a couple people have heard of them before, but Mr. Dante Jackson, we are so fortunate to have you with us today. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, awesome, awesome. You know, I just thought it was kind of cool, you know, as I, I stalk people online, because that's what I do for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Him and, we've been Facebook friends, I don't know, for a long time. <laughs> and uh, something inside of me was like, I got to go check up on that kid, see what he's up to. And I look at behind him, everybody, these pop toys and all that. And I, I reached out to him and he was just awesome and said he would love to do the show. So again, welcome and welcome. Thank so you. let's just start off by talking a little bit about your first experience with having a passion for comics or video games or anything in this industry, because I know you're very passionate about it. Yeah. Your earliest me. memory. Yeah, my earliest memory is probably uh, I've always been a fan of toys. So like when I was a kid, uh, toys were not just toys. They were my friends. They were alive. They had feelings. Uh, I took care of them. I slept with them, all that. So I've always been into comic book toys, superheroes. Uh, but my earliest memory is definitely probably cartoons is my introduction into the comic book superhero world for sure. That's awesome. And what was your favorite one to watch? Did you Excellent. have one? X-Men, Power Rangers, and Spider-Man were like everything to me. And all of those are now in video games. You know, it, yeah. it took a it took a while for that kind of stuff to happen, but now it's like any that transition from the cartoon comic industry into video games, like what was that transitional moment for you when you're like, hey, I'm into this and now I can actually play it or be a part of it in some way? It's just kind of all I mean, I can't even name a specific moment. It was just it was just all I was into as a kid. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. I love that. And, yeah. and uh, talk to me a little bit about what you're uh, doing with your pops back there. <laughs> so I have a YouTube channel where uh, I unbox uh, all kinds of collectibles from Pokemon cards to figures like the pops, which I just recently got into like four or five years ago. I wasn't the biggest fan uh -huh. and now I'm just crazy addicted. <laughs> yeah. And what, what made you crazy addicted? What, what is that? What is it that's so fulfilling about it for you? Yeah. I think, um, if you talk to any collector, it doesn't matter if you're collecting, uh, like glass vases or pops. It's like, I've mm -hmm. talked to people that collect, you know, um, toy motorcycles, whatever. And we all have a similar, uh, type of vibe. There's something about collecting that whatever you're collecting kind of represents a feeling or represents something in your life that means a lot to you so for me it's always been superheroes and mm -hmm. comic books and all that stuff yeah it is very nostalgic you know yeah yeah it's just a feeling you know it's, it's hard to explain really yeah i love that yeah, yeah with Funko pops in particular something about the minimalist uh, uh rendition of every hero you know and what's cool about them is like no matter what you're into there's a Funko pop to for you know for your taste 
Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I know you just mentioned kind of Pokemon. Tell, yes. tell me a little bit about that and, and your passions with that. Oh, man, I, I've loved Pokemon since I like before I can barely talk. I knew Pikachu was, you know. <laughs> um, so growing up, I was I played every main series game on the Game Boy, like before it had color. Um, I played, uh, I collected the cards. Those were like huge in the 90s. I think everybody collected Pokemon cards in the 90s. So uh, about like six, seven years ago, I recently, I was at Target and I was like, I haven't gotten Pokemon cards since I was a kid. Like, let me try it. Bought one little pack for like $4. Uh And I went home and I somehow pulled like a $400 card, like one of the rarest cards. Yeah, it was like, it was a Charizard, rainbow rare Charizard. Oh my God. Sell it for like 500 and the price keeps going up. It's crazy. But um, I didn't even know it was rare until my friend who was also into it, he was like, do you know this is like the rarest card? And I was like, no way. That's crazy. What? And I kind of just took it as a sign. Like this means something. Maybe I should continue to follow this passion, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so I reinvigorated my passion for it. And uh, yeah, I always wanted to do YouTube and uh, you know, I wanted to do so many things on it. And I didn't know how to get my, my feet in the water, you know? So I just figured why not start with my passions, collecting Pokemon games, things like that. No, that is awesome. Dude, yeah. You only bought one pack when that happened. What was that? You only bought one pack when one you found pack. it. Yes. Like that's if that's not a sign, I don't even right. know what the heck is. I never heard of nothing like that. It was it, incredible. <laughs> that is cool. And you, we were talking earlier too as well. You were saying, do you still play Pokemon Go? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm like one of the only people. But there is still a large community. What's what's weird is during quarantine. Uh, you yeah. know, players, uh, active players went through the roof and, oh, uh, sure. yeah, they made tons of money during quarantine because people, you know, were just like, what am I going to do with all this time? And, uh, the thing about Pokemon go is it's a game where, um, you kind of have to go outside and you kind of have to be very social. It's a very mm-hmm. social game. You have to mm-hmm. team up with other people. So during quarantine, I feel like they did a really good job at altering the game to kind of suit. Uh, you know, quarantine. I was wondering about that. Can you give me a couple of examples? For instance, like uh, a huge part of the game is you have to do what's called a raid and you and uh, up to like 10 to 15 players have to meet up. So I've met like hundreds of people just from Pokemon Go. It's, it's crazy. And um, the, the, you team up and you battle like a, a master uh, Pokemon yeah. that you have to take down and catch. Yeah. So uh, now what they implemented uh, with quarantine is now you have the remote raid feature which is now i can be almost a mile away from mm-hmm. the actual place where you're supposed to meet up and i can do a raid and still do it no, yeah that is so cool man pretty innovative like i have to get up to them yeah and you made a really good point too and something especially in, in the gaming industry during covid and quarantine and all this stuff gaming has gone up substantially just yes. for obvious reasons. Do you find yourself playing anything more than usual or trying different things or trying to play Definitely different Putting more time in on the Xbox for sure. Um, yeah. I just recently, me and my girlfriend got into Fortnite, which I know the hype for it is like long gone, it's passed, but there's still a huge <laughs> hardcore uh, fan base for Fortnite. And um, it's funny, speaking about comics, it's like right now, the theme of Fortnite this season is like all Marvel, all superheroes. So it's like, no matter where you go, you can't escape you know, yeah. that Marvel has become in superheroes. Yeah, I know. I know. I've been, I've been noticing that too as well, but you know, it's funny. We actually have an article coming out in our first magazine too uh, about Fortnite. Cause my son still plays it too as well. And he's like, 
we need to keep this going. And there's still so many people that are playing it. And again, I'm with them. Again, quarantine and all that, people are getting back into stuff too as well. Yeah. Not even just video games, even like board games. Like you go to Target, they're all sold out. Puzzles. Yeah, puzzles, all that. That's another one too, man. Uh, I co-own a puzzle company called NeuroPuzzles, and wow. when I was going online to do some research for stuff, because sometimes I buy extra puzzles or whatnot, um, I, they're all sold out everywhere. I, I literally can't find anything. Yeah, it's incredible, right? I know, I love it. And so, tell me, what other kind of games um, are you into? I know that you said you play with family from time to time. What do you? Yeah. Play? All, everyone in my family that's like under 30, we're all gamers. We all, my, my brothers, uh, they love Call of Duty. They love uh, uh, like the online war zone. Uh, I, I play with that. I dabble in that, but I like the, uh, the, the, the kid aspect of Fortnite. It's all colorful and bright as opposed to like a real war scene, you know, like <laughs> real blood and all that. It gets like cr- kind of crazy, but it is a fun game. Uh, yeah, but my yeah. family, when we get together, our like family game is Mortal Kombat, which is like a two player fighting game. Oh, I love that game. Yeah, yeah. It's, game. it's totally bloody and realistic, and I love it. So it's just like, you know, it's just about what your taste is, you know? Yeah, like that in Street Fighter. That's another Street one. Fighter classic, yeah. I'm not I'm not too good at that, but I can I can humbly brag about Mortal Kombat. My skills are pretty hey, good. You definitely beat me. We'll see one day. We may have to. <laughs> yes, we'll have to do that. We'll live stream. We'll do a live stream and just yeah. be like, look here, let me get you. <laughs> cool. And um, tell me something. In your opinion, because to me, one of the reasons why I'm passionate about gaming and comics and all these things is, is there's still such a big innocence behind it and it doesn't go against any kind of age or gender or anything like that. It really helps to bring people together. And it's like, you're a member of this like community that you have like mutual understandings about things. Can you speak a little bit more to that and, and those passions are what you can see that it's positive for, especially what's going on right now with quarantine and all this other kind of stuff. Like, can you, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think it's kind of like in every generation, uh, whatever pops up in pop culture, I think the, the, the older generation always goes, that's not good for your brain. That's not good. <laughs> or that's not real music or, you know, it's, it's always, it's always a pattern. I'm sure when I'm older, I'm going to be like, what are my kids listening to? What are they playing? You know, <laughs> they're wearing virtual reality sets for like 10 hours out of the day. I'm sure we'll call them crazy, but I think um, what's happening with the video game revolution, because it, it really is. And I think quarantine has kind of heightened that because everybody's yeah. at home. So you kind of have to turn your home into an entertainment system. You can't, you know, leave for that anymore. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, um, I mean, my personal opinion on it is like, for instance, the old uh, argument of do violent video games make kids more violent? In my opinion, I totally disagree. Um, I think if you're a violent person, you're kind of probably already going to do some violent stuff. I don't think you playing a violent video game is going to push you off the edge. That's my opinion. I'm right. sure someone will have a different opinion. But for instance, I was, you know, I would sneak and play Grand Theft Auto with my older cousins. <laughs> And I'd be chop, chopping up people with chainsaws. And I mean, I, I see myself as a peaceful person. I wouldn't want to cause harm like that to anyone. Oh, yeah, you totally are. You're, you're a mellow dude. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think uh, it's really about the individual, you know. But um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, even science is kind of doing studies on the effects of video games on the brain. And I think that uh, what the old stigma of, you know, if you're a gamer, you're lazy or you're a loner or you're antisocial, even though that might be the case, because uh, obviously anything, too much of anything is a bad thing, right? Yeah. Um, but I think 
science is starting to kind of prove that there's a lot of cognitive brain function being exercised through video games. And in particular with uh, older people, they've showed that it kind of helped keep their brains fresh and uh, kind of their mind things with Alzheimer's and things with like kind of uh, negate that, which is kind of incredible, you know, that it can be used as sort of like a therapy. Yes. And I don't know if you've ever done, have you done virtual reality? Oh yeah. 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 Incredible. It is cool, man. It is cool. Like right. VR, super into the VR. Everything. Yeah. I mean, they're using it even in the medical field these days, right? Like right. To, to simulate surgeries and, and teach. Yeah. Uh, about biology and science and all these other things. Um, yeah. the Microsoft is coming out with a flight, a flight simulator as wow. well, too. And we're talking like it's intense. We actually have an wow. article coming out about that, too, as well. But I encourage you to look that up because... I will, yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, I like how you kind of bringing up some things like, when my opinion... Because, listen, everybody's opinion is welcome here. But um, let me ask you this, too, as well. So you said you also play with your, your girlfriend, too, right? She's yeah, she's like a, yeah. Like, what do you feel is kind of lacking right now in the industry for girl players? What do you? Wow, think? that's a great question. I mean, I don't know. I feel like. Do you think I, there I, is I think, a lack? Do you think that there is something missing? I think there can always be improvements to cater to a woman audience for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think that you can always improve that. Um, but I feel like there's it's very slept on. Like how many girls are actually into video games. I think people are kind of waking up to that. Like, it's not just a thing for guys, you know? Totally. They totally are. And, yeah. uh, and also kind of, again, not to hop around everywhere, but I really liked what you said about um, the older generation too, as well. And it's, you know, stimulating their mind, helping with things like Alzheimer's and dementia. Like I was telling you before, we have a puzzle company and it encourages that we're going to be working on a digital version of it too, as well. And because it's just so true. And did yeah. you know a little factoid that m- uh, most of these gamers that are gaming right now are about forty years old, like late thirties, early forties, right. and they'd it's be spending true. like a, on an average, I think, is like three hundred bucks a month. Wow! Yeah, on, I mean, on gaming, you love it. Why not? Right? Yeah. Why not? People spend money on crazier things, you know, watches and all kinds of things. If you want to spend it on a video game, I'm not going to judge you at all. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so for you, you know, now you kind of tapping more and more into this industry. What what does your future kind of look like with this? What are some of your goals? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, my I mean, I think the ultimate goal would be to actually because I'm a writer. So I have a, a series of children's books. I'm developing three different stories as, as far as comic books, and actual just like a, an, a, an adult novel. I have ideas for that. But I always figured I was like, you know what? It would be really cool to write a script for a video game because I think mm. uh, such a huge aspect of video games is storytelling people don't really realize how much like growing up some of the best video games were the ones with like the craziest stories you know totally and it's equivalent to a movie you know beginning middle and end and you got to have very impactful characters that you care about so I think maybe one day I'll, I'll try to write a video game script and see where that goes oh my god you should totally do that we'll have to partner right. with something like that one Hey, yeah. talk, talk to us about your uh, your children's books, because yeah, it's a, it's a children's series called um, Herbie Boy the Dinosaur, and it's just about a little dinosaur who goes on adventures, and it's kind of a uh, to teach kids. You know, uh, the, the newest one is called Herbie's Colorful World, so we just talk about each color, and it's kind of like a Doctor Seuss rhyming book teaching them about colors. 
That's awesome. And what are the ages on that? You, what's it? Your um, I think it varies. Uh, it's about like I would say three to five, maybe yeah. two to five. Yeah, that's we great. Learn about colors. And so, what kind of inspired you to do that? I mean, you. It's what it's like. Writing a book, first of all, I mean, everybody always talks about stuff and, and doing that, and they, they never actually do it. But there's always like something that triggers that. So, what was that for you? For me, it was. Um, I think I just want. I've I've had the idea. It always starts with an idea. So I'm like, yeah. I have a thousand seeds in my mind of <laughs> what I want to see be developed. And I think for a writer, they'll all tell you like the hardest thing to do is just to have the discipline to every day try to sit down and water whatever seed has the most energy for you, the most charge, you know? So yeah. I've always had this little character, dinosaur character in my mind. I didn't know if it was going to be, you know, a cartoon, which we, it might later be. We're working on that. but. Yeah. I always thought, okay, let me sit down and see what I can do with this. And I just thought, this has to be a kid's book. Once I started, I was like, this is a kid's book character. And let me see if I can take it all the way. And it, and it worked out. Thank God. Yeah, that's great. And when is the, uh, the next one come out? You said you're working on the third book? No, no. So I'm not working on, I'm, I'm putting Herbie on hold for now. Oh, Herbie's on hold. Mm-hmm. For now. I feel like uh, the last two, three years of my life have been dedicated to Herbie. I love yeah. Herbie. Right now we're trying to see if we can bring it up to like a cartoon level and yeah. just expand that. Um, but right now I'm working on a few different other projects that I, I don't really want to talk about, but definitely look forward yeah. to them in the future. Yeah. All right. To be continued. On that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> to be continued. So who do you, who would you say is your most inspirational character that you follow? I know we've touched a little bit on it, but who, who's your favorite character and why? I know you're a Marvel fan, so. Oh, you mean fictional character? Yes. For me, uh, Spider-Man's always been number one. I don't know what it is about Spider-Man since I was four years old. I just, I don't know if it's the color of the suit. I don't know if it's powers, <laughs> but he, it's just, I've always resonated to Spider-Man. And I think what is so appealing about Spider-Man is he's not like the God of Thunder. He's not mm. like, uh, he wouldn't appear like a normal superhero. He's very relatable to the everyday man. Yes. And he has trials and tribulations that normal human beings have like how do I talk to a girl how do I you know <laughs> how can I be a superhero and show up to the family dinner it's like very relatable stuff so Spider-Man for me but second would have to be um X-Men X-Men oh, is okay. like I love X-Men um I think uh I think they haven't been represented right yet in the live action movie world but I'm looking forward to see what Marvel does with the X-Men franchise I have to agree with you on that yeah because when you're comparing it to the comics and stuff, it, I guess I, you, I always had like a different picture kind of painted in my mind a bit, but yeah, I, I get it. And then so for non-fictional characters, who would you say would be your biggest inspiration just when you're working on your passions, whatever it is? I mean, if we're talking about Marvel, you have to talk about Stan Lee. <laughs> yeah. Kirby, those creators that were so, uh, they were just such visionaries and they took, I mean, just the fact that it's like 20, 30 years later, I'm probably more, I don't even know how to count, but so many years later, yeah, the work is still affecting the hearts and minds of people all over the planet. It doesn't get more uh, influential than that, really. But I mean, of course, Walt Disney, uh, just another uh, crazy creator with so many cool ideas. Uh, yeah. Joseph Campbell's another one. He's like kind of a more obscure uh, writer, but he is the one who kind of, outline what is called the hero's journey most people have heard about that yeah yeah and uh most of the stories we love like the matrix harry potter 
uh, Star Wars, uh, all those stories were kind of molded because of Joseph Campbell's work, which he studied every story, every fairy tale, every like religious teaching. And he realized like, wait a minute, these are all the same stories being told in different ways. The you know? formula. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like on a keyboard or a guitar, it's like only a number of strings or a number of keys, but infinite amount of songs are coming out every day. Well, you're definitely a writer when you just say stuff like that. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's beautiful. So it's almost like the same simple formula can turn out so many different, you know, incredible stories. Yeah. No, I love it. That's so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Crying. Well, you know, I'm just so happy that you were able to kind of, you know, join in and, and, and chat with us just a little bit. And I want to have you back. I want you to be part of the team, man. There's, there's some big things going on now here. Uh, But before we kind of exit this out, um, what, would you like to see more of in, in the gaming, the esports, the comic communities or anything like that? When we're talking about, you know, like with us, with esports future, I, we are the first multimedia company that is actually just pulling from every single genre possible. That way we can connect everything to gaming, esports, comics, and, and show how so many people relate. What, what is it that you would like to see more of? Wow. I mean, I just want to see more virtual reality. I want to see, because yeah. I feel like right now we're in the, uh, you know, like the Sega Genesis stage. Like we're so impressed with what we have now, but I can't imagine what it's going to be in 10 years. I, I truly can't. I feel like it's that's perfect. where most things are headed. Eventually everyone's going to have a virtual reality uh, set up in their house. And especially after quarantine, you realize how much you can do from home. So imagine schools and jobs and everything. Imagine if it's probably headed towards virtual reality offices yeah. and stuff like that oh my gosh totally i mean yeah. we're all look at how we're uh doing this interview right now i mean we could be sitting beside each other and i'm sure one day we will be but yeah. i mean just this is common now it's crazy yeah. well uh, again i'm so happy and so blessed that you uh took the time out and Thank you. it was a pleasure to talk about this stuff i'm here <laughs> he's like all right let's go guys yeah <laughs> All right. Well, every how can you everybody follow you? Can you uh, um, Instagram? Don Trillius. He's also Don Trillius. Yes. Also, that's my uh, YouTube, Dante Jackson. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I rarely check Facebook, but Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> you can reach me and find me. Just look up Dante Jackson. Dante's right. no. Yeah, that, oh, that's right. Don't forget that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Aloha. Adios. And we will see everyone later. Appreciate y'all taking the time and everybody have a blessed day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Esports Future Eye E-Zine podcast. This podcast is part of the Esports Future Eye podcast network and produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and leave us a review. Little, little.